As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Moda Keel for a pretty wild Tuesday night update. Coming up, I'm back. Ben Simmons is back. Ja is back. Jokic and Murray are back. The Lakers, well, they're not back. Before we start, don't forget you can get this podcast. Oh, but they're hitting ads. people in the back. <laughs> You can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Uh, Let's start out with the Sixers and Nets. Ben Simmons is back in Philadelphia. The Boo Birds, Mo, I want to start with the Boo Birds. Eh, They were not as loud as we expected. 76 to 106. The Philadelphia 76ers beat the Nets in Ben Simmons' homecoming to Philadelphia. And Mo, they did this with no Joel Embiid. No Tyrese Maxey and no James Harden. And I just don't know what else to say. I mean, the the Nets just, it was a poor showing, a poor performance, poor effort. But we have to just start. I want to start with the Sixers because their effort. They played. Stark contrast. They balled, they, They played hard. Paul Reed was excellent off the bench in this game. George Niang, excellent off the bench in this game. Tobias Harris. I mean, they've really got contribution up and down the lineup, though. No, they were all over the place. First off, they shot 16 to 32 from three. They were red hot from deep. More important than that, they dominated the offensive glass of the Nets. Every time, it just felt like they were getting two or three shots at, 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 at the rim per one shot the Nets would get. It was pretty impressive in just that effort. I mean, they shot 19 more shots. Then the Nets, it, it and it was all effort stuff, you know. And the ball was moving, the way it was hopping around the court. Like this is actually a really fun win for the Sixers to build upon. I don't even care about the noise of Ben Simmons and that stuff, but just a fun win for this crew to build upon when you know these guys might be out for a while. And this was a good a good thing to kind of get some camaraderie going, get the feeling going. I thought Shake Melton was great. I thought the Anthony Melton was great. I mean, just. There's so many guys we could talk about for the Sixers who are awesome. And one of the issues that the Sixers have run into 
in the playoffs the last few years, Mo, is lack of depth. And these sorts of games, this is where you actually find out what you've got. And, and I mean, again, contribution up and down the lineup. Paul Reed was plus 21, 19 points, 10 rebounds off the bench, five offensive rebounds off the bench, part of a 20 to four offensive rebounding advantage in this game, Mo. And that really, that was the difference. I thought, I mean, Philly scored so many putbacks and, and Brooklyn just wasn't, they, they just weren't there. The effort wasn't there. I mean, uh, Brooklyn's defense was atrocious. And I mean that in the the nicest way possible, I guess. Um, but it was just, it, they weren't even just staying solid, Dave. They were taking unnecessary gambles. And it was all of these guys. Like, we're all sort of just taking moments where, all right, I'm going to leave this shooter to go gamble for a steal over here. And, oh, my guy gets the three. There were just repeated offenses all game long, first quarter, second quarter, third and fourth. Every time you were watching these defensive breakdowns, all they had to do was be solid defensively. If they just stayed in front of their guys, they probably win this game. And it wasn't like the Sixers were breaking them down. They were gambling so much. It opened up opportunities for the Sixers. Yeah. And uh, let's swing back to Ben Simmons, 11 points, 11 assists, four of seven shooting three of six from the free throw line. He had three blocks, hit three steals, Seven rebounds. This is one of those games, Mo. This is what we want from Ben Simmons. It was a pretty good game. They were actually nice moments. Started out three assists really early. Hit his first two free throws. Got the nice little Jordan shrug. Saw a little smile out of him. That was actually nice. But this is what they need Ben Simmons to be. But the defense just isn't there. It wasn't Ben Simmons. No, no, no. Ben I mean, Simmons for is the, the only rest of the yeah, team. But, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Ben Simmons was the only net that showed up tonight. I felt like everybody else. I felt like were were nowhere to be found. And I felt like this is one of those things, like you said, that's a nice line from Ben Simmons. He's been showing some glimpses and like put together a couple of games here. I think, you know, I'm not going to count the game. They got blown out by Sacramento. Nobody had a good game, but the Portland Memphis games before that, where they won, he's putting together some nice stuff. And this was a, a, a place where, yeah, the, the boo birds weren't as loud as we thought weren't as, uh, it wasn't as vitriol as we thought it might be, but like, he still was experiencing that stuff and he dealt with it. And I thought like he handled it really well for the most part. And yeah, if this is the Ben Simmons, they're going to get, they need to fix the other stuff. Cause he did his job. Yeah. And there was a play at the end of the first half mode that, that has been to me, this was indicative of what Brooklyn's been doing almost all year. Ben Simmons makes a really great play hustle play, gets a steal, hit a head pass. KD gets a dunk. And then not even that, not even that Dave, not even that it wasn't a hit ahead. The, he makes a diving play to get the loose ball to tap it out to KD. Like just that, even that extra effort. Right. And, and then they give up a Melton three at the buzzer on the other end. And it was a really good look, Mo. And it's exactly what I was talking about. Ky, uh, Kyrie Irving gambles, leaves his man to go get the steal and get the ball out of George Niang's hand. And it ends up in Melton's hand and he gets a wide open and he gets a good look. And it's just, yo, if Kyrie doesn't gamble right there, because KD's right there with Niang. He didn't need to move. If, if he doesn't gamble, he doesn't open up that pass and doesn't give up that three. It's exactly what you said, but it, these are the mistakes that they're making defensively and the problems that are holding back the, uh, the nets. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
John Morant back in the lineup for the Memphis Grizzlies. No Desmond Bain. You know, they're still hurting a little bit. And, man, they could have used him. 113-109. Light the beam, Mo. <laughs> the Sacramento Kings beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Are the Kings good? Yeah, no, they're good. I don't think we can really argue that. When you have an offense as strong as theirs is, I don't think you can really argue that they're good. The question is, can they defend? At a level, like, can they raise their defense enough where it's, hey, now we're going to be really good as a team, if that's the case. And we're not even saying, like, you got to be a great defensive team. Just be average. But, Dave, we got to talk about the end of that game, man. Like, this game shouldn't have been nearly as close as it was. Yeah, this is sort of like uh, what we expect from the Kings down the stretch. Lots of turnovers, bad fouls. And and all of a sudden, Memphis turns this into a game. They had a chance, Mo. John Morant's at the free throw line with three free throws because of just, I don't know. They fouled. They, they, they fouled they're him up shooting three. a three. They, they're, they're up three, and they foul him shooting a three. The main reason why they're coming away from Memphis with a win, at least in regulation, is because John missed the first free throw. It's that simple. I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those. They did everything they possibly could to win this game for 46 minutes. And then in the last two minutes, Dave, they did everything they possibly could to give this game away. Yeah, (laughs) that's a a really great way to put it. Uh, Let's talk about De'Aaron Fox, 32 points, eight rebounds. Mo, he was cooking tonight. I I thought his jumper in particular looked great, had a nice step back. You know, basically, if he gets a big on a switch now, is that what we have to worry about? Is this guy just going to be a, you know, three to four, three point makes a night guy? I don't know if he can get that high, but he's five of eight tonight. And the jumper just looks good. It's it's smooth. It's obviously stuff he's worked on and he's he's improved on. Listen, let's see how that lasts all year. We've seen guys get on a nice run and a, a good sort of, hey, I had a really good shooting month and so on. It's it's can this sustain? Can this last? Like you said, is he going to be a three to four three point makes a night guy? We don't know yet. Jury's still out on that. But I'll tell you who is going to be a three to four three point makes a night. Kevin Herter. He's shooting the hell out of the ball. He's playing unbelievable. You know, DeMontis Sabonis, not a big scoring night. No problem. I'll just give you eight assists and 13 rebounds. You know, it's, it's, I think just everything this team's doing is they're kind of playing well together and they, they're, they're coming together in a great way that's fun to watch. Their driving kick game was unbelievable. Uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, when you look at it with, and we'd say it's a make or miss league, Memphis was also getting good looks from threes. Both teams were doing really well in the drive and kick. Difference was the Kings were making theirs and Memphis wasn't. Yeah, and Harrison Barnes had a really nice game. 26 points, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Had a couple and ones, Mo. And that's just, that's what good teams wind up getting, right? Like everyone sort of finds a way to produce. Uh, Only two points from Keegan Murray, but it didn't matter because they got so much production elsewhere. Malik Monk with 14 off the bench. And, you know, the vibes are really good with the Kings. That, that's something that stands out to me, obviously, with, with a lot of teams, but especially the Kings. When things started to fall apart, I didn't see a lot of finger pointing. I didn't see guys looking dejected. The body language still looked pretty good. And, and I, you know, that's probably coming from the coaching staff. On the other side, man, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a hell of a game. 22 points, five blocks, two steals, but Mo, three rebounds. I, I'm, I, I'm shocked here. He's, he's not just, a rebounder. He's just not. He's just not a high rebound guy. And it's a, you know what? As long as Stephen Adams is going to keep bringing in sixteen rebounds, okay. Well, between the two of them, they had nineteen. You know, I think some of it is he's out on the perimeter a lot. He's rotating over to block shots, 
and things like that. So that takes you out of rebounding positioning sometimes. So it's it's something that, you know, for the longest time we harped on on Brooke Lopez for being a poor rebounder. And now we talk about him literally as like, oh, this who could potentially win defensive player of the year. You know, it's 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 along those lines. And I think, you know, what's more valuable right now? Him getting those five blocks or, or every rebound? You know, they didn't get killed on the offensive glass all that much. They gave up nine, but they also had 13. So they were plus four there. So I'm not going to kill him for that too much, you know, especially when they have other guys that gobble up rebounds. Yeah, and winning the offensive rebounding battle for Memphis has actually been a struggle this year, uh, unlike last year, where they, they wound up with more shots than anyone in the league. It might have been 100 more shots because of their offensive rebounding. So maybe this is a, a turn in the right direction. Jaron sort of getting his feet under him. Maybe the team rebounding's coming up. But either way, you know, they're a little shorthanded. Desmond Bain is a huge piece for them. And, and the shooting just wasn't there, Mo. They were 8 of 30 from 3, and, and this is where it became a math problem for them. I mean, it became, it was a, a huge issue. I mean, Conchar had two wide open looks in the corner in the fourth quarter that should have gone in, and 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 he didn't knock them down. And I think those are the areas you're talking about. And yeah, sorry, Desmond Bain, kind of a, kind of an important player for this team. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The late game was kind of wild. Uh, the Suns pick up another win. That's what they do. 115-105. Um, Devin Booker fouls out of this game, but he had a pretty nice game. But Mo, we want to talk about the Lakers, surprisingly. First, I want to start with the the really good. Anthony Davis is on a tear. 37 points, 21 rebounds, 15 of 16 from the line, 11 of 17 from the field, did not attempt a single three, five steals, five blocks, and two assists. Has anybody ever done that before, Mo? I believe a former Laker, one Bob McAdoo, is the only other player in the NBA to have stat line of 30 points, 20 rebounds, five five assists, and five steals in a game. Excuse me, five blocks and five steals in a game. Sorry, uh, neither of them known for passing. Um, and 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 we got to credit Dave McMenamin for, for putting that tweet out there. That's, that's where we got that. I definitely didn't do my homework on that. Uh, stole it from somebody else, but unbelievable performance from him. And the thing is he's playing amazingly well, and he's got to play so many minutes right now with LeBron out to give this team a chance. And the Lakers battled. They really battled in this game. Eventually it fell apart for them, but they really did try to hold on. And they were, they gave the Suns a little bit of a run here. Yeah. And then it got, a little Weird. wild at the end. Now, Mo, you have gone into the film a little bit, you know, Zapruder style. And what happened in this game? It seems like DeAndre Ayton and Anthony Davis kind of got into it a little bit, and it started with a bump. Yeah, so it was a weird three-play sequence where Anthony Davis, and maybe it started earlier, but this is when I caught it. Anthony Davis makes a layup, and, you know, as the Suns are inbounding the ball, him and DeAndre Ayton bump into each other. Now, I don't know if it was on purpose or whatnot, 
but clearly somebody wasn't happy with it. DeAndre Ayton goes down the other court, gets a dunk, and then starts chirping to Anthony Davis after the dunk. And it was like, oh, okay, that's something that's a little bit weird. Clay goes down. Devin Booker fouls the hell out of Austin Reeves. And the uh, excuse me, DeAndre Ayton is standing over him. And you know what? The referees got to tee him up right there. They don't. So, you know, Patrick Beverly and his, you know, minus 15 on the court time comes charging in from behind and bowls over uh, DeAndre Ayton. And now we have a kerfuffle. Yeah. And so after a review, Booker is assessed a flagrant one. Um, I, I believe DeAndre Ayton may have been given a technical. He, Patrick he, he Beverly was, was ejected. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a bill in the mail. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, someone got a parking ticket outside. It was a mess, Mo. And it's a shame because this was actually a, it was an entertaining game. The Lakers were in it uh, pretty much the whole time. And, and by the way, um, shout out to the refs. I mean, the, the free throw advantage in this game for the Lakers was stark. I, I believe they had 30 more free throws. Yes, it was a 35 to five free throw advantage there. Um, but this was a, a, a Lakers game that we kind of uh, early on in the season didn't know that we would ever get. The effort was there. They clearly just don't have the talent. Um, LeBron may be back Friday. Do you think that the Lakers are just going to, are they going to look a little bit better than maybe we expected? It, it does seem like it, it fits a little bit more than, than we thought. Westbrook has committed to coming off the bench and that has helped a lot. I think he's been good off the bench for them. And yeah, LeBron coming in definitely helps, but I'll tell you what, it's not going to help Dave. They're three point shooting. They were four 22 from three. If I got 23s, I think I can make five. I think. But here's the thing. I shouldn't be the bar of success at that point. But four 22, only two guys knocked down threes. Coincidentally, one of the guys was Russell Westbrook. But I think that's kind of the issue with the Lakers that we're looking for going going forward. And now, you know, they're probably going to lose Patrick Beverly for a couple of games after, you know, he's got to assume he's going to get suspended after this incident. And, and you know, that's a blow for them. Yeah, and uh, as we wrap up, uh, the Pistons, the lowly Pistons, beat a, yeah, we'll, we'll call them moderately full-strength Denver Nuggets team, 110-108. And, Mo, this was the story of the bench. The, the Denver Nuggets do not have a bench. DeAndre Jordan not getting it done. No, I mean, you know, I thought he was okay when, when Jokic was out, but in, in the, when Jokic was out with, the, with COVID, now that he's back in... It's uh, just to put you guys a quick stat line for you. Jokic was plus 13 when he was on the floor in 37 minutes in this game. DeAndre Jordan in 11 minutes was minus 15. They lost by two. That's the ball game, folks. It's kind of that that simple in, in, in that sense when we're looking at it. And that's the show, folks. Thank you guys for listening to the Daily Ding. Mo. Get out of here. Ding, ding.